Welcome to Building Wealthy Habits, a Tricord Advisors radio program. You will recognize Randy from Retirement Unlimited, a program that has aired on our station for over 15 years. Each week on Building Wealthy Habits, your hosts discuss life's hard financial questions relating to retirement, business ownership, and losing a spouse. Randy Barkley, Jeremiah Lee, and Laura Lee are CFP certified financial planners at Tricord Advisors, and Jeremiah is a California licensed attorney. If you have a topic you would like them to discuss on the air or would like to connect with them about your situation, visit their website, tricordadvisors.com, or give them a call at 951-684-7011. Now, let's join the conversation on Building Wealthy Habits. Happy New Year. We made it. 2024. <laughs> 2024. Okay, so tell me, did you stay up until midnight? And so I, I think this is the new best way to celebrate New Year's is with kids. Yes. <laughs> we, 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 we're a married couple. We both work together here at Tricord Advisors. We also have four kids together. Yes. And part of what we did this year is we hung with some of the friends. And at 9 o'clock, so midnight... East we Coast logged time. into YouTube Live so we could watch the New York ball drop at 9 p.m. West Coast time. Yeah, and our kids with other friends, they had a dance party. We played minute to win it type games. Oh we had so much fun. And then by 9.40, <laughs> yeah. we were done. We got kids ready for <laughs> bed. That, I don't even know. And the then turned on the movie and the, the heads slowly started going down. And we had one, one kid to stay up till actual midnight West Coast time. I think my favorite. Okay, what was your favorite minute to win it game? Because I wanted my. I think there's one where they put uh, bows all over the ground. Okay. And everyone had to get them like on their body. Christmas bows turned upside down, yes. so the sticky side is up. Yeah. So when they said go, all the kids and adults dove into the middle, rolling about, trying yeah. to get these bows to stick to their their body. Yeah. The goal was get as many bows yeah. to stick to your body. What possible. was your favorite? My favorite was a good old, it's a classic game. This time I've always seen it used with Oreo cookies, but this time we use the good old circus animal cookies oh, yeah. and it starts out on your forehead, but you can't use your hands and you have to move it down, down your, your face. face. <laughs> right. That one had really good video clips. Right. What about all, all the kids? We'll include yeah, those in the show notes no. after. No, no, no. <laughs> That's good. That's that was really funny. Well, as we jump in here, uh, this is uh, Building Wealthy Habits by Tricord Advisors. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Lee. This is Laura Lee. Uh, we're both certified financial planners. I'm also a California licensed attorney. And each week we get together with Randy Barkley when he's here at times. Uh, we talk through uh, life's difficult financial questions. Uh, we try and help our, our clients as well as the listening audience make smart decisions with their money. And today we're talking about a little bit of a harder topic, um, but it's one that is so valuable and we run into over and over again. Uh, we call it survivors. Um, it's someone who has lost either a spouse uh, or someone who has lost uh, a parent, but they're, but someone who's walking into a new financial position that they hadn't before. Mm -hmm. um, we, so it could be widows or widowers. We like to call them just survivors, people who are, mm -hmm. are in a new spot. And there's a lot of questions that come about. There's a lot of emotions in this time and season. It's, a, mm -hmm. it's a, for sure a transition. Um, and we have the honor of walking through this with, with many of our clients, some that are brand new to us and they have no preparation, some that have been clients for years and are, and are set up for a smooth transition. But that, that's what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to talk about a couple testimonials and um, specific experiences that we've had with clients that found themselves arriving at a situation where they'd lost a spouse in both case scenarios, um, but had come to that point in their life um, in, in two very different ways and kind of the things that they 
we're dealing with in the moment. Some things were similar and some things were very different. So we want to talk through those scenarios as well as just provide um, a checklist that we walk through. Our goal is, uh, our desire is to be helpful with some of these items, especially when you arrive at that point and kind of don't know what to do. But before we dive into the details, I kind of want to frame um, the the circumstance that we find this this season 2024, um, this era, I guess, when we talk about widows and survivors, um, we've got the largest population ever, the baby boomers, moving into retirement and approaching uh, the, uh, they might be the highest likelihood for this widow population. We've got 76 million baby boomers starting to step into that season of life. And in general, not always the case, but in general, we're seeing women outlive men by a few years. So the uh, the proportion of female widows compared to male widows is starting to increase. Um, again, it's not always the case, but these are kind of some statistics to keep in mind. Yeah. So we're seeing a, a shift of um, wealth or, or um, managing finances to female baby boomers. Um, and again, that's not always the case, but it's a trend and it's something to take note of. And certainly we think about it um, as we're preparing how to uh, talk to survivors about this next season of their life. Yeah. So, And there's, there's a number of those, uh, just an example of this, the general being women who have been running the finances for years. This yeah. is a very normal thing for them. They're used to making these decisions. There's also a, a, a number of them who the, the husband in their in the relationship, he ran all the finances and mm -hmm. was the primary one to do investments or to um, know where all the different accounts were and how to get into them and you know, pays the bills. It, every family is different of how they sort this out. Uh, but, but often it's the survivor, whoever it is in the family, is often taking on more roles and more responsibility. Even if it was a great teamwork type dynamic, mm -hmm. they're now potentially alone in that is what they may feel. Right. So often there's feelings of, of course, sadness at the loss. You know, that, that's the first mm -hmm. feeling. But then next to that often comes this feeling of being overwhelmed, of mm -hmm. I have to make all these decisions on my own. Um, sometimes there's even embarrassment. Of, I don't actually know how to log into this I account. I thought I knew, but maybe yeah, I it, don't. Yeah. Know, but a lot of spouses who are using their, their deceased spouse's phone still um, because that was the only login to a certain investment. Um, it, it, these aren't uncommon items. And those emotions, you know, we want to take someone from feeling vulnerable, embarrassed, um, overwhelmed to feeling confident and having this new almost blossoming of their own voice and their own control of their finances, knowing they're not alone. Mm -hmm. um, and that's part of what we, we add is, is coming alongside someone in that moment. But, but that initial start to this, it, I, I think there's just as much as emotions as there is creating some momentum and some checklists to know, hey, I'm taking the reins here. I'm taking mm -hmm. charge of this. Mm -hmm. And I think both have to be dealt with. Yeah, I think there is automatically a lot of questions and um, the spouse or the widow is often looked to for all the answers. And that can be a time that is very overwhelming. And I think for the widow, it's important to know um, that it's okay for them to ask questions too. It's okay for them not to know the answers. In most cases, this is the first time they've been yeah. in that situation of life. And you know, I know even for myself, sometimes I'm challenged at knowing all the details. For example, you may know 
what banks you use as a couple or, um, you know, what financial planner you've worked with, but, you know, do you, do you have the password to get into the account? There's a lot of details and there's a lot of questions. So I think the first step we want to take is just um, kind of an emotional connection with them to check in. It is a moment with a lot of emotions, not just sadness, but also these feelings of being overwhelmed. Yeah. I think a good comment for anybody, uh, male or female, but before they get to this point, you know, if they have a financial professional in their house and then they're in their life, a CPA, an mm, attorney, mm-hmm. a financial advisor. Yeah, probably uh, not in their house. But sorry, in their, yeah, life. in their life. Yeah, not in their house. <laughs> uh, in, in, their, yeah. in their life, uh, man, it is so valuable to engage with that person, yeah. um, to listen at meetings, to ask all the questions you have. We've had a number of folks who uh, one will pass away or not be there, and the surviving spouse will say, Hey, I was in those meetings, but I wasn't really understanding or. Uh, you know, I know you were talking with my my spouse and you guys kind of had this connection and I I just went along with it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, maybe I wasn't paying attention. And then there's a level of embarrassment perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also that relationship that is so valuable to build. I mean, mm-hmm. going to your financial advisor should not feel like going to the dentist and, oh, right. I'm going to have to do this. It should feel like the, the, the goals that you have, the visions that you have. You, know, you should leave there feeling there's wind in your sails. Like, we're going to make it. We have a goal. We're going to get there. We know what to do. Versus, you know, someone who says, you know, you need to spend less and you need to save more, you know, um, if you don't have that person, you need to find that person, you know, someone, I think for both spouses, someone that you can relate to because statistically, as we're talking through here, um, if, if, uh, the male in the family is going to pass away, that means that the the spouse, that's the woman, she's likely going to continue that relationship after that death as a survivor. And that needs to be a trusted, um, relationship that you have and if you don't have it now's the time to start building that and let's even talk because you you started the conversation regarding not just widows in terms of the loss of a spouse but it could be the loss of a parent and so um actually knowing who your parents um consult for uh, professional services i guess as a broad bucket so cpa attorney and specifically financial advisor because mo- more often than not in a situation like this each one of them provides a specific benefit after the loss of, of an individual but um, financial advisor can oftentimes act like a quarterback um, and typically have access to the accounts and so help provide kind of immediate uh, liquidity mm-hmm. or finances for those expenses that will come up right away. So um, yeah. it's not just about knowing where uh, you and your your partner do uh, financing and, and all those kind of things, but also maybe for your uh, parents as yeah. well. That's a great comment. The the emotions aren't, the sons are very different, but often they're very similar. I had a mm-hmm. client um, not too long ago that, that her father had passed away and she inherited a fairly large account from him, um, but felt adrift. Um, with this newfound responsibility, almost felt overwhelmed to do anything with the money because whenever she thought of the money, it was thinking about her father who had passed away, but then also didn't feel that she knew what to do with it. She didn't feel that she had that level of sophistication to understand what was appropriate. So we we worked with her, we began working with her, and that money, before she was working with us, that money had sat in a savings account for well over a year. And so when mm-hmm. she came in, I kind of illustrated a little bit, like, you know, had this been invested, this is the growth it would have had. Versus, you know, at that time, banks were paying very little. And again, you know, and this was the point of the, of the discussion, but another wave of embarrassment came over to say, now I'm being a poor steward of this great gift my father gave me. And, and in that, we were able to work through the emotions with her to say, like, 
she has the power. She can have the confidence mm-hmm. to honor him through moving forward. Mm-hmm. And it, she doesn't have to figure it out by herself. That's, that's what we're here right. for, to come alongside and to, you know, be the, the, you know, we always joke that each individual, they're the superhero of the story. Yeah. We're here to give them a cape or give them a rocket pack and then help them do all the things that they, they can do. Um, and so for her, she began investing. She began asking great questions. Mm-hmm. She grew in confidence. And, and that was a, a, an example of someone who their father had passed away. And mm-hmm. it was a, that was the, the last parent that was still surviving. So she was the survivor here now. And she was taking on these assets that she didn't feel equipped to manage by herself. Mm-hmm. And, and through you know, effort and time and, and education, she, was, she now feels she has the support. She has an ally and able to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, the, so let's move into um, kind of what the next steps yeah. are. So if you are a listener or you know someone in your life that is walking through this or even preparing themselves, I think all of us can take some tidbits from yeah. some of the details that we're going to share. So um, let's talk through a couple different scenarios. We're going to use a couple uh, sort of testimonials from clients that we have uh, to offer some guidance. I think we've already touched on the fact that there can be a whole um, just host of emotions that come in that season. And so the first step is is don't panic and find some trusted advisors. But yeah. what are some of the next steps in terms of a checklist? Yeah, and don't panic, I think, is a great first one. When someone passes away, there's nothing that has to be done immediately. You know, people always assume I got to I got to do this. I got I to gotta notify people. And, and mm-hmm. yes, that has to happen eventually. But the first order of business is is grieving, is caring for yourself, caring for your family members. Um, and often that first step is getting death certificates. And that goes through the, uh, the morgue uh, undertaking uh, process, the, the, the mortuary that you work with. They will help order from the county those, those death certificates. You usually need six to 10, but often you can't do anything. You can't notify anybody until you get those death certificates. Mm-hmm. So for a lot of our clients, we'll have them you know, put in that order with the mortuary they're working with and then work on the emotions, deal with their family, honor their spouse or their parent who's passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's step one and, and everything else is going to lead off of that. And, and just as a comment, we don't do this blindly. We don't just walk in and say, you know, like a, a shotgun shooting from the hip. We have a, a structured tra- checklist that we go through. And mm-hmm. If anyone is, is in this space, we're happy to connect with you or even just share our checklist with you mm-hmm. um, of, of the items that are going to need to happen and kind of the order they need to happen in. And so the, the first one is, is don't panic, you know, focus mm-hmm. on grieving and celebrating, you know, that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, as you order those death certificates, you basically have to wait a little bit until you receive them. Naturally step into some of the funeral arrangements. And then you said it's just important to note that as you communicate with the mortuary to go ahead and get several copies of a death certificate, yeah. minimum of six, but maybe even 10 may not be excessive depending on how many uh entities you have to notify of the loss of this loved one and part of what comes next and the reason you need these is if you have say a life insurance policy Mm -hmm. they're going to require a death certificate Mm -hmm. Um, if there is an annuity they'll need a death certificate Mm -hmm. if there's a retirement account they're going to need a death certificate so there's a number of these death certificates that are going to go together with some claim or some transfer paperwork and they're going to be sent off to the various Mm -hmm. institutions and so someone who had four or five different life insurance policies is going to need four or five mm-hmm. um, death certificates copies. just for that one aspect probably, of their life. Yeah, like certified copies. And to move on, I think that one of the next things that we want to look at um, 
is what the immediate financial needs are. So um, there's a lot of expense that goes into funeral arrangements. There might be some sort of reception or event thereafter. You might be having out of town family members come in. You know, there's a lot of expense that can, that can come around the loss of a loved one. So um, then the next step would be determining kind of the daily um expenses, the uh, the recurring monthly expenses, what are the liquidity needs yeah. that the survivor might have to make sure that you have access to the accounts, access to the cash as needed? That's one of really the next primary things. I agree. Yeah. And that, that mm-hmm. as we go through that initial planning, if it's been a client for a while, mm-hmm. then we know where the accounts are. We know where the assets are. We, we already have a good sense of what their spending is. So it's, it's pretty easy for an existing client for us to say, all right, the next three months, you probably need to have you know, X amount of dollars available. Mm-hmm. It probably needs to be in this account because you have access to that account. And okay, you have plenty of money now. Mm-hmm. Let's work on the longer term thoughts. Mm-hmm. But for people who are new to us or someone who they just had the loss of a spouse or a loss of a loved one and they are coming in brand new, we have to do a little bit of investigation with them to say, where is the money? Mm-hmm. How do you get to it? Um, how do you usually spend where is it located? And the hard part for us when it's a new client is we don't have control over any of that, mm-hmm. of getting money moved around and transferred. It often takes a little bit of a time to get new accounts set up, money moved around. And, and that's the benefit of doing this early, you know, of mm-hmm. someone who can make a relationship with an advisor that you trust, get your life organized in a financial sense so that, that you know, someone that can, like us, that can deal with the finances has access to them to move them appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that each spouse has access to either a checking account or whatever they may need. Mm -hmm. So this next item, um, I think is really where we want to highlight kind of two scenarios, someone that maybe we've worked with ahead of time, but we have knowledge of their accounts. We have knowledge of how assets are titled. Um, We have knowledge of their liquidity needs, et cetera, et cetera. Things can move along uh, more quickly because one of the things that will happen after the death of a loved one is there's some natural tax uh, steps and tax ramifications that come into play. Um, the estate of that individual has to be settled. Um, and with your legal background, I'm sure you can provide some details there, but maybe compare the difference between someone who has had the proper titling yeah. um, and someone who maybe has not. Yeah. So uh, we'll give examples. Um, so one of our clients we had, we worked with her and her husband for a number of years. They had life insurance, they had a number of real estate properties, um, they had investment accounts, they had some retirement accounts. Um, there's even a little bit of corporate uh, profit sharing and, and, and stock that they held. So they had all these different assets and having worked with them for a while, the real estate was all in their family trust. Um, the life insurance was in the name of the, of the surviving spouse, whichever mm-hmm. way it was going to go. And, and so in the moment of the husband passed away and so the wife came in and we were able to jump very quickly into the emotions of it because we knew she's going to file for life insurance and there's going to be plenty of, of cash in the estate. Mm-hmm. There's going to be plenty of money that, that, that's going to flow to her that she'll be able to pay bills. She won't have to worry about a tight budget or being concerned that there was a nice breath of fresh air. The life insurance did that as an infusion of cash. Mm-hmm. All the real estate, we knew that it didn't need to go through probate. It didn't need to have any sort of immediate needs. Mm-hmm. Any, any immediate needs it was already in the trust. It was already there. And so the, the moment that the husband passed away, it went from having two trustees to just one trustee. Mm-hmm. And so no transfers, no court proceedings, nothing needed to happen. Mm-hmm. And so in that, that pre-planning, that structuring, those, those two key items were pretty significant that 
the real estate didn't have to go through probate, didn't have to go through court proceedings, and the cash through life insurance made this nice buffer of liquidity. Mm -hmm. And just quickly, remind our listeners, what is probate? Pro probate. Um, what do people think yeah, about when right. they think about probate? Yeah, often <laughs> I would talk a lot that uh, probate is kind of like the DMV. If you like the DMV, you're going to love probate. There's there's long lines. It's public. There's a lot of rules. Just the DMV is very important. So is probate, but it's a it's a long process. Often people Expensive. will hire an attorney to walk them through. It can take six months to a year. Even if there's no biting, it just takes a while. Mm -hmm. And in California, it changes every year, but it's roughly one hundred sixty thousand dollars of assets that are outside of a trust that's going to trigger probate. Um, so if you own real estate in your own personal name mm -hmm. in California, almost everyone that's going to trigger probate. And what happens is the, the, the person who's passed away, there's no one left to sign the deed. And so they kind of look around who can sign this, who can sign this and they have to go to a judge and the judge has to determine who the best person is. And the whole process is called probate. That's going to take months. Yeah. If not years, yeah. depending on how complex the estate is. That's right. So. If you have two spouses who are married and own things as joint tenants, which is very common, it's not that difficult between mm -hmm. the two spouses. Mm -hmm. However, if you try to pass from a parent generation to a child generation, um, it's extremely difficult and you're likely going to be in the probate. Mm -hmm. So those are the big, the other thing that, that's really interesting in, in death there is the tax aspect of this. Mm -hmm. um, so probate is kind of the, the operation for the tax side. For someone who um, had, say, a rental property, real estate that was a rental they've had mm -hmm. for 20 years, mm -hmm. and they knew that in the life of both spouses, if they were to sell it, um, they would have all these capital gains that they're going to have to pay taxes on. Mm -hmm. So because of that, the family said, oh, we'll never sell that. There's just too much taxes associated with it. Mm -hmm. In California, we're a community property state, and if there's a husband and wife that both own real estate, if one of them were to pass away, the cost basis of where they bought it years ago compared to the fair market value, that's your taxable amount, the difference. That cost basis gets stepped all the way up to the current fair market value. And so a lot of those taxes just disappear. There's only a couple of times in the tax code where it's not just that taxes are delayed, but they actually dissolve and, and disappear. Mm -hmm. So it's a benefit. And this is one of them. Yeah. And, and Congress and, and other people look at this on a regular basis. So we're always seeing what Congress is kind of change, trying to change. But currently, mm -hmm. um, there's this this great change in tax footing, and it, it applies to real estate. It also applies to stocks. So there's a number of people who have maybe say they bought Apple mm -hmm. 20 years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. They've had it for years, and Lucky never. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. And they didn't, they've never sold it. They've just held on to it. And now, as you have a surviving spouse taking over some of these assets, there's a sentiment of I don't want to change anything because this is what my spouse and I put together, or or they were the financial person. This is what they picked. Right. But in that moment of, of death, as they walk over, there's no time rain, there's no rush, but the, the tax position has changed meaningfully. Mm -hmm. And so what, what may, would have been a good choice maybe a month ago when both were living, now that one has passed away, some of these assets, because the tax position has changed, a lot of those taxes has dissolved, changing some portfolios, selling some real estate, all that becomes a, a different conversation mm -hmm. than it was before. Mm -hmm. And that's part of that, that, that this whole process of someone not just you know, knowing where the access is and knowing how to get in the checking, that, that's step one. But as you move forward to really taking on ownership of those assets and saying, mm -hmm. I'm in control here. This is different than it was when my spouse and I were together. Yeah. I am now, well, I have the responsibility of it too. I have different opportunities here because yeah. of the death. Yeah. And it, it's a real key moment for taxes that uh, it, it, it's very complex. It's quite complicated. I would not encourage anyone to do this alone, but to walk through this with a CPA, mm -hmm. a financial advisor, um, even an, an attorney to, to walk through it with them to say, okay, how have things changed? Mm -hmm. What are some of the best choices for me now? 
um, as I look forward to their lives. So unfortunately, we are running out of time. There is a lot of information here, and we might even have to do another episode and kind of diving into sort of estate tax planning and the details there. So if you as a listener have any specific questions, please uh, contact us. You can go to our website, tricordadvisors.com. Again, we're here to serve our clients, to walk them through life's difficult situations as well as um, life's successes as well. So we like to say that we are your future's best ally. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is Building Wealthy Habits and uh, we thank you for listening. Information and ideas discussed on this program are in the nature of general comment and cannot be relied upon as pertaining to your specific situation. Do not constitute legal or financial advice and do not create an attorney, client, or fiduciary relationship. Any examples or circumstances discussed are fictional. Listeners should consult their own financial advisor, tax consultant, or attorney, as well as conduct their own due diligence prior to making any decisions. Investments involve risk and the possibility of loss, including the loss of principal. All situations are different and results may vary. Randy Barkley is a California life insurance agent. California license number 0518567. And Jeremiah Lee is a California licensed attorney and is responsible for this communication. Advisory services offered through Tricord Advisors Incorporated, a registered investment advisory firm.